fakes the handoff. He drives the lane. He takes it to the house. Bouncing off defenders. He just laid it in. He just put it up and in. 56 seconds to play. Oh, by the way. It's time. Live. In the entertainment capital of the world. Game 7 is over. It's an instant classic. It's the T.C. Martin Show. A three for the game. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. You've got to pinch me. The doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this uh, Wild Wednesday edition. Appreciate Trevor Match uh, joining us last hour, talking a little college football playoff. We got plenty of bowl games going on today, tonight, the rest of the week, as we know, and then, of course, the two meaningful ones TCU and Michigan on Saturday, and Ohio State and Georgia. Looking forward to all of that. Going to be a great weekend. Hunker down, watching football. Got to love it. And then, of course, Sunday, the Niners and the Raiders. And, of course, if you missed hour number one, we talked about the breaking news with Derek Carr being benched, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, Mark Davis, basically saying this is probably the beginning of moving on for Derek Carr. He will be benched the final two games. Jared Stidham will start for the Raiders against the Niners and the Kansas City Chiefs in their final two games. The backup is Chase Garbers uh, out of Cal. Jared Stidham will be getting his first start uh, in the NFL come Sunday against uh, the Niners. So we got that to talk about uh, this hour. Sam Gordon will join us as well, too. Uh, Talk a little UNLV football. Sam had a great column in the RJ uh, earlier today. All right, we continue on here. Hour number two. And it's time for the big seven-footer to join us. The man with uh, five NBA championship rings. Doesn't they have a, like a, a nice little thing like five golden rings? I don't know why I did that. What's up, seven-footer Big Bill Cartwright? I am doing great, actually. I am in Sacramento oh. uh, today, hanging oh. out. Uh, as you know, it's the holidays, so that time of the year... Uh, Get a little time to reflect, a little time to spend with the family, and hang out a little bit and uh, get ready for the new year. And it, what's interesting is that I've been thinking about you for the new year, and I have some concerns. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. This this is interesting. Concerns? All right. Let's hear about this, uh, Dr. Dr. Mm-hmm. Spock or whatever you are over there. <laughs> well, and this is why I'm concerned. Because, as you know, we are a uh, progressive society, and there's some things that are going to happen in uh, uh, 23 uh, that you should be aware of. Now, one is there's a, there's, there's a trilogy going on, um, um, Yellowstone, that, that I've had an opportunity to watch, which is it's very good. And there's a movement. It's a uh, it's 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 westerns. And as we know, uh, even though you being very diverse, uh, sports wise, music wise, you struggle with uh, with westerns. <laughs> and also, there's a resurgence of uh, sci-fi with. Uh, uh, with uh, some new movies coming out, Gemini, and uh, of course Black Panther Two, uh, Wakanda, uh, two thousand and sixty-seven. Two thousand and sixty-seven. I'm I'm just really concerned about this. And also, uh, last but not least, uh, uh, LeBron is now going to be uh, eventually. He's going to be the NBA scoring champ of all time. <laughs> I think this year um, is going to be a big change for you. So uh, I, I do have some concerns about this year for you. So there's, this- there's going to be a lot of changes going on. 
so this is a guy who is telling me all this that I think is a little, you know, I don't want to say behind the times with certain things here, but uh, I, I'm actually surprised that you're actually streaming anything uh, on, on television. I, you know, I still had you uh, pegged for, you know, watching the TV with the rabbit ears. You know, I, I don't know, but um, the Western thing, okay, yeah, I just really not my my big genre. But I will say this now, and I and I've told you this before, okay. Now I can be led to westerns, like I said. I really wow. enjoy, listen. I enjoyed all right, Django and Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino masterpieces, and those were westerns, my friend. And I talked about Blazing Saddles going back to 1973. Okay, I, I got that, but but you know, I I actually enjoyed Hateful Eight and Django, like I said. So. The Yellowstone, I'm intrigued, but I'm not a big streaming guy. I mean, if it's not HBO Showtime, you know, uh, or on my direct TV, uh, I, 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 I don't, uh, get too much into it. And again, I don't have as much, you know, free time as you do. I mean, you got, you got a little bit more free time than I do. And so you got to look at that. Now, as far as Wakanda goes, you have been talking up a mean storm and everything. Oh, here we go. Blazing sound. There we go. What Another great soundtrack, 7-footer. You got to love that. Like, yeah, I, you know how much I love Blazing Saddles and Mel Brooks. I mean, I just gave you three outstanding westerns. So you can't bag on me on the westerns anymore. Okay. I'm not. He turned. You know, I, 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 I have an appreciation for your only western. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I didn't sit there and watch, you know, uh, Bonanza all the time. I'm, 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 I'm talking about a video. I've been talking okay. about stuff that's, that's 30, 40, 50 years yeah. uh, old. I'm talking about updating you. Hey, Hateful Eight was in the last, like, uh, six years, five, six years. So come on, give me a break. Now, did you ever I'm, see I'm, I'm, Hateful Eight? Did you ever see it? That's a great Western. <laughs> you probably didn't even see it. If you saw a Western, uh, for one thing, that, that right there is, is, is a shocker. Uh, Man, you would watch a Western, <laughs> let alone any sci-fi. So that is that is breaking news. Oh, that's right. Right there. All right. If you watch a Western, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm a little concerned about you for 2023. All right, so let me, go, let me ask you. Okay, so back to Wakanda. Okay, Black Panther 2, as you say. Have you watched it? Have you been to the theater and watched it yet? I have not seen that, but so what is this? You've been t- you've been this has been out for over a month, and you're giving me a bad time, and you haven't even seen it yet. Or, or, or wow. wait, wait, you're waiting to come take me to the theater with you to see it, so we can you know reincarnate the original ba- Black Panther when we saw it together. And that 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 who that you struggle with and everybody else loved. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying you're not a Western guy. No. You're not a sci-fi guy. No. How are you gonna possibly make it through 2020 with with, with, with two things that I love? How are you gonna make it? This is, I did pretty this good in twenty twenty during the pandemic, world. as you know. I did good. You know, I'm not talking about Blazing Saddles with one Western in 40 years. I'm talking I about. I gave you Hateful Eight and Django. Those were Westerns. I watched it multiple times. And those are two movies you probably never even watched. I, 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 I did, I did watch them. Okay. Uh, um, that, that is not a great movie. It was an interesting movie. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, but I did watch it and I had no trouble with it. I'm so surprised that you watched it. I'm just saying that you struggle with Westerns. You struggle with sci-fi. It's just, and, it's just not look, my thing, look, man. It's not my genre. Certain people like, yeah, you know, don't yeah, like I'm certain not. musics in, in, uh, you know, TV shows or genres. And that's all I'm saying. That's it. I mean, there's a lot of things that I like and watch, but you, you, you don't, you're not crazy about it, you know? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that it's coming. I'm just saying that I'm just hoping you're open to the fact of what's coming. Uh, and and just open with maybe maybe we'll we'll watch we'll when I do make it down to Vegas we'll go and check it out I'd be very curious I've had great reviews 
Uh, We're not going to watch it together because you're you're not going to come until March now. I mean, it's not going to be playing in March. I mean, heck, it'll... True ball. True ball. Nah. You can, like, stream it. I'm talking about going to the theater so I could have this, you know, this talk about it on the air like I did last time because that's the highlight. Going to the theater with this guy. you come in with your hurt neck like you did? Exactly. Yeah, sit in the second row. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just curious. Are you open to these new Westerns that are coming out? I am. Hey, listen. You know I'm open to it. I'm open, okay? I went to Black Panther with you, which I had no desire to see. If it wasn't for you, I would have never went, okay? And I'm still paying for it. <laughs> I'm just here to kill you to go to like right. use your imagination, listen. which I'm shocked. All right. Now that, listen. That okay. I'm a progressive guy like you. Now speaking listen. You're just not open to it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I just want to know if you're open to the the baby watches the westerns with us. I said yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Now I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Speak speaking of movies. All right. You you were thinking of me. I, I was thinking of you a little bit too last night. So I went and saw a movie last night. Okay. I went and saw okay. the new Whitney Houston movie. And I'm telling you, it's it's it is very interesting. It's very good. You know, I'm a music guy. You're a music yeah. guy here, but I don't hear you racing to the theater to 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 go see that. I'm encouraging you to go see that. Uh, very good. I wish we would have saw it together. But uh, well, I, I, it, I, I would like I would they, like to. They nailed it. I, I have not seen that, but I know you're open to music. Yes, you're very musically inclined. Your, your, your music history is outstanding. I was just talking about what I've seen in the past with what's coming in the future, which is westerns and sci-fi. Westerns, so the future. The future is western. Cowboys on horses is the future. Listen to this. Right. Sci-fi, I understand. You know, 2067 and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't, why don't, you know, what we should do is actually go and find somewhere to ride a horse. I would love to see you on a horse. Wait, you want to ride a horse? I can arrange that for you. You know, yeah, I, 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 I happen that. to know some people that can arrange that. But are you willing in your seven foot one frame to, to get on a horse? Can we find a horse big uh, enough for you? I, I would love that. Now, the horse has got to be at least 17 or 18 hands, but right. I would like, love that. <laughs> he knows the Let's vernacular. Go. Let's go. I can that, arrange that, that. that. I can arrange that. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, every summer, every summer, I actually go down. I don't know if you know this or not. I go down, and I actually get a cowboy hat <laughs> every summer. Now. Now and this is and, and I do this with a friend of mine and we used to go down and get a shady Brady, which I'm not sure you know what that is or not. A, a shady, shady Brady. Brady. Okay. Shady Brady actually went out of business. Is that actually so, is that Marsha or Jan? <laughs> well, once again, now this is this is something you you you're just not aware of. Okay. But to be able to go down and get a nice cowboy hat every summer. And 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 where now I would love to see you with a nice cowboy hat on a horse. Now that would be something that would be amazing. Yeah, and and then I could get rid of this uh, anti-Western stigma just by that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know what's interesting too? I'd love to see you with a, with a pair of boots on too. <laughs> now. If you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. You gotta get some boots. Oh, I agree. I you agree. Get a cowboy hat. I agree. I and I would love to see that. Now, are you uh, willing to do that? Now, that would be remarkable. That right there. <sighs> oh boy! Yeah, yeah, oh, I think boy. I would. I, I think I would. I would just to dispel your 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 notion or your theory here that uh, I am anti that. You got to remember, okay. When I when where I grew up, okay, and you, you knew I where know, I know where you okay. grew up, which I'm shocked. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm shocked. You think you're not a Western fan? And we had we had you know acreage, and my next door neighbor had horses, and believe yeah. it or not, Bill, I actually rode. I actually rode that horse. I rode Odie. 
I rode Odie a couple different times, right down our dirt road on Digger Pine Road. I actually, I did, I did exactly, and uh, I, I, I was, I was pretty good at. It. Now, I never did the, the. Uh, now I've done the cowboy hat. You know, I've, I've performed a couple times the cowboy. Hat. I never had the, the shoes though, the boots. I never had the boots, but but I'm open to it. You know, never did the vest, and I think I told you the story. All right, nunchuck. Cue, cue up the song. All right, cue up the song by Laid Back. There it is. You know where I'm going with this. I actually rode a white horse into a nightclub in downtown Sacramento because I rode a white horse into the nightclub that was located on the second floor. Do you know how hard it was to get that horse up on the second floor? And where did I get that horse? I got it from my next door neighbor. That's right. And I said, hey, I want I want to ride the horse to this song. For my opening performance. There it is. And that was probably like 1984. What do you think of that? I've been on horses. I've been on horses in nightclubs. Talk about that diversity. Yeah, I'm not sure that's diversity. (laughs) We won. Look, if you're going to ride a horse... You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta take it out to the country. You gotta, you gotta ride it. You can't ride a horse into a nightclub. What the heck are you talking about? That's, showmanship, that's brother. Crazy. Showmanship. It's uh, a horse. You can't ride a horse into a building. Come on, sing along. We did. It was it's showtime, baby. It's what we do. If you wanna ride, don't ride the white horse. Come on, man. You gotta know this song. You gotta love this song. Being the cowboy Cartwright that you are. Come on, man. White horse. See, see how I just spin it back. Don't ride the white horse. I think we lost a seven footer. We lost him. There it is. How's that? I've thrown you through a, a lasso. Woo! Ride him, cowboy. We're going horseback riding. And there it is. And I'm, I'm taking my boom box on the horse, and we're playing white horse. What do you think of that? And I want to ride a white horse, too. I want a white horse. You can't think of What do you think of that, box. Black Bart? You can't think of boom box on a horse. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> you're going to have enough trouble holding the stirrups. <laughs> now, this, now this, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> If we can get that done this year, now now you've done something. Okay. Like I said, all you have to do is come. Come to to, to Vegas. And again, I play requests, as you well know, okay? I mean, you want Mexican food? Boom. You want your albondigas soup? Boom. I give it to you. All right? You want to go to a ball game? Boom. I give it to you. You want to ride a horse? Boom. I'm going to give it to you. There it is, man. You want to go to a concert? Boom. Give it to you. But no country concerts. That's, that's 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 all I'm saying. I'm just preparing you for what's coming in the future. That's all I'm saying. Thank you very much. All right, twenty minutes of this. Twenty minutes. No basketball. No NBA. Nothing. This is what we got. Hey, this is what life's all about. <laughs> this is what life's all about. A horse and sci-fi. Come on, come on. You got you got you got to be current. You got to stay current. On what's going on? Hey, now here's here's another movie. All right, and I'm gonna, it's gonna. It's going to be correlated, so go with me here. Did you see Boogie Nights? You see the movie Boogie Nights? Of course. You did? Okay. So, remember uh, in, in Boogie Nights, you know, you, you, you had the cowboy that was in there, all right? Who worked at the stereo store, the uh, stereo store, right? The, the Wi-Fi, right? He was the, bro- he was, he was, yeah, and we know who it was, that our, our favorite actor. He, he was outstanding. And anyway, that was, and they told him, quit playing your country music. You're a brother. You better go start playing some, some, you know, Commodores and Earth, Wind and Fire and the Bar K's and this, that. He goes, no, man, this is, this is my thing. This is my style. I mean, you know, this is what you're kind of reminding me of. You're kind of reminding me of, of the outcast, you know, the brother on the horse or the, or the brother wearing the cowboy boots and, and, and the outfit, you know? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle was outstanding in Boogie Nights, but he was misplaced. You're you are the modern day Don Cheadle. 
was a misplaced. Now, now that's now that's what the uh, uh, confusion is. Is that uh, I got news for you? Black folks ride horses. Okay, in case you don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I believe you know, that. Yes. If, if, if my dad was here, he'd tell you all about horses. He, he, he grew up with them. So black folks ride horses. Uh, black folks wore cowboys. Uh, so I understand you, that. You, you, I just want to see you with the full regalia, okay? I want to see you like Cleavon Little in Blazing Saddles. I want to see you in, like, say, maybe the burgundy or maroon outfit with the vest and the jacket and the and the cowboy hat and this and that. And we'll walk down the Las Vegas Strip, I, and, and I want to see what kind of looks you get from there. There you go. Uh, okay, okay. Now, this is where the confusion comes up. <laughs> you don't ride the whole <laughs> Down the biggest truck. I know we well we could, but that well, you're right, well, you're right, right. But I just want to see you walking down the strip, you know, in in the regalia. That's what I want to see. I'm just saying when you're when you're in the appropriate attire, yeah. And and and, and you you got you got a nice ranch. You got horses. You know, I know cowboys. I got cowboys. Yeah. You know, they have ranches and have horses. I mean, I could I, we could probably take you out to Jay Schrader's ranch. Uh, if you're not afraid of wild mustangs, we'll, we'll take you out let's to his go. ranch. Well, let's go. I, 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 I would love that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that this is what's coming. This is what's happening right now. Cowboy movies and sci-fi. I just want to make sure you're ready for it for 2023 because this is what's coming. I, I I just don't want you to get caught behind the eight ball. Mm. <laughs> get you on a nice horse. Get you a pair of boots. Nice hat. There's no more shady braids, but we'll figure something out. Get you throw you on a nice pair of jeans, and get you rock and roll. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it, man. Just okay. Get here, and like I said, and again, you you want to ride a horse? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you ride a horse. We'll ride one. We'll Love ride two. There it is. There it is. Love it. Giddy up. Right. <laughs> I'll get you a cool name named horse too. Okay, I'll get you a, a, a horse that you know, uh, you know, not like uh, America, a horse with no name. Okay, I'll get you a horse with a name. You like that? Oh, another musical reference. Man, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that could, that, that could definitely work. Maybe too. I'll get you Sister Golden here too. How about that? I'm on a roll. Okay. It's going yeah. right over your head. Yeah, I think I think I think it went over everybody. <laughs> All right, man. What about Luka Doncic last night? Sixty points, twenty-one rebounds, ten assists. Now, I don't know what you think about that, but you know, we've talked a lot about this modern-day NBA. He's the first player in NBA history to accomplish this type of triple-double. In this modern-day NBA era here that we're seeing this pinball type of scoring, let me ask you, does this record really mean that much? Records are what they are. I mean, I mean, teams are playing how they play now. I mean, um, you know, for, for the old guys, we wouldn't let Luka Donis bring the ball up the floor to initiate the offense. We'd probably trap him in the backcourt, let somebody initiate the offense, and take the ball in his hands and try to limit them in some way so that he doesn't affect every factor of the game. But in what's going on now, uh, they let him do everything. They let him score. They let him get assists. They let him rebound. They don't block out at the end of the game. So he ends up getting a big shot. So all that is, is, is really hard to, to, to speak to. Now this guy is really freaking good. He's big. He's, He's he's strong. He's tough. He can score. He can rebound. He can do all that. But you got to take something away from him. So when I watch games like that, it's uh, uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's it's not what we would do. Uh, it's not mindful. But uh, but but it is what it is. And you just watch the game and and, and try to enjoy what it is uh, because uh, these guys are they they are great players. But uh, just uh, uh, you know, if you were if you're a coach, you've you've, you've got to take something away. And normally for us, it would be their two best scorers, especially at the end of the game. They're not getting the shot. They're not getting the ball. You're going to get two big rebounders in at the end of the game, so you're going to get a rebound. 
And uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure how to measure that. Uh, you just watch it, uh, try to enjoy it, and then and move along from there. You know, here's the thing. He's 23 years old, Donich, and he's not fast. He's got good footwork. We understand that. But he, like you said, he's a big guy. It's just his lack of defense or attention to detail or what. But for this guy to put up those type of numbers and to get the shots off, I mean, you think that this guy would be able to get clamped down a little bit, wouldn't you? Well, like I said, you, you, you take the ball in his hands. You got to do one or the other. And, you know, there's different guys in the league. You know, it's, it's like you're playing against Curry. You've got to, you've got to decide is he going to score and take down the rest of the team or you got to take the ball in his hands, but you got to do one or the other. Hmm. So when I watch games like that, I'm, it, it's, it's a little bit confusing. Um, about what your intent is defensively. Uh, but the game is what it is right now. So you just try to watch it and try to appreciate it. And, you know, they did get a little bit lucky. The ball got batted around and ended up in his hands at the end of the game. Uh, and he ended up scoring. So uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to make out of that. Hey, let me ask you um, Let me ask you something here. Is we we got to wind down here. Is it, okay, are you – a proponent of fouling when you're up three, and this is what happened in the game last night. They were down three. They elected the Knicks elected to foul Donich and go to the free throw line. And of course, he he makes the first, misses the second on purpose, gets his own rebound like you're talking about, and then fall away jumper gets the offensive rebound at the buzzer and sends it to overtime. The three point play. Are you in favor when you're coaching? Are you say okay, f- make that foul? Or are you say no? Let's just play it out, man. We're up three because I mean that that cost him the game last night. It cost the Knicks the game. No, what cost him the game was that they couldn't uh, they couldn't get a rebound. I mean, they made the right play. I wouldn't foul him. That's the wrong guy to foul. But uh, uh, you, you do foul at the end of the game. You just worked your butt off. The entire game to, uh, to get the Why lead. not have the faith in your defense that you can come up with one stop on the final possession of the game and just guard against the three? I mean, I don't, I don't get that. Why are you sending someone to the free throw line with the clock stopped and then, again, you know, giving them another opportunity? But if you just play sound defense and guard against a 23 foot uh, shot, you're more likely going to be, you're going to win. No, no, you're not. Why, why not take the ball of his hands, which they did the right thing, absolutely, 1,000%. Letting somebody score when the clock not running, free throw line, foul, come on, man. Foul, foul. Uh, at best, they, they can make two free throws, and then now you're doing a free, playing a free throw game. Now, um, my theory is, my thoughts are, you definitely foul. And because uh, conversely, if it was the other way, um, I would not be happy. Teams are falling because I couldn't catch them. <laughs> but you got to come. You you can't come with rebound. You can't you can't put your 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 three best rebounders on the floor and come up with a rebound. That was the game. It wasn't it wasn't about the foul. It was the fact that they had to throw a shot up. And it got batted around and ended up in his hand because the the the, the games that was the next game. So um, yeah, they did the right thing. They just couldn't come up with the rebound. So uh, my opinion is absolutely a thousand percent. You foul in that situation. Teams are not catching me. I've just worked my worked my butt off for. Uh, 47 and whatever minutes to get this game. It's my game. You're not catching me. Yeah, 47 minutes, 58 seconds. There you go. All right, man. Yeah. Well, that's enough uh, basketball today. You just used up uh, your entire interview talking about horses and sci-fi. There you go. I'm just updating you. There that's it is. All I'm doing. Okay, man. That's enough. I get you better every single day. Listen, I'm gonna send you out with. I'm gonna send you out with some Frankie Smith. Okay. I'm going to send you out with some double, yeah, double Dutch bus. There you go. Double Dutch bus. I love it. The big seven footer. Big Bill Cartwright. Happy New Year, my man. <laughs> Happy New Year. Sure. Sam Gordon's going to join us when we come back. 
a little UNLV, a little Raider talk, and more right here on this wild, wacky Wednesday. This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning into the T.C. Martin Show. All right. As we talked about the breaking news uh, earlier, uh, the Raiders benching Derek Carr for the final two games. Derek Carr not with the team. Jarrett Stidham will start at quarterback for the Raiders this week against San Francisco, presumably against Kansas City in the following uh, week. All right, so our, our good friend Sam Gordon uh, joins us now. Who's out at the Raiders facility. Sam, what's going on, my friend? TC, how you doing? Um, happy Wednesday. Good to be on the show. A, uh, a unique day out here uh, at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center in Henderson, um, as you alluded to with the benching. Uh, Derek Carr, but doing well. Happy to be back on the program. You got it. I know, Sam, when uh, initially when I wanted to have you on today, I wanted to talk about your sit-down conversation, your interview with uh, Barry Odom, the UNLV head coach. I know that uh, you wrote about him in the in the RJ this morning. Great column again, my friend. And so I wanted to kind of touch uh, with, with you on that. But like I said, you know, in this business, as we know, uh, you have breaking news happen and sometimes, uh, you know, things get diverted. So I do want to talk to you about uh, what has transpired here over the last few hours, uh, there with the Raiders where, you know, Josh McDaniel has announced that, Hey, uh, the Jared Stidham is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, we heard from, from Josh McDaniels earlier today. Uh, we understand, you know, what he was saying, but we also understand too that, you know, this is probably a prelude to maybe Derek Carr. Uh, we've seen the last of Derek Carr as a Raider. Is that the feeling that you're getting after the news today? Yeah, TC, definitely the sense um, I was getting uh, today as well. Um, Very somber, just kind of mood and tenor uh, around the Raiders uh, practice facility. We just got done visiting a little bit with Devontae Adams, who who definitely um, was, I guess you could say, a little subdued uh, based on the news. That's no secret. Him and Derek Carr are good friends, and he even reiterated uh, just a few minutes ago that, that playing with Derek Carr is why he's in Las Vegas. So, uh, no, he, nobody, it's not an outcome that anybody I think wanted, um, at this point in the season. Obviously understand it from, from the Raiders perspective. There's, 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 a, there's a number of reasons to do this. One, um, financially, right? If Derek Carr gets hurt in the final two games, that contract becomes guaranteed and you can, you have a little bit less flexibility, uh, as opposed to what you can do with them moving on. Um, but two, at this point in the season, with, with not much left to play for, um, you're, you're kind of turning the page and looking at what you what, what you have moving forward next year. And increasingly clear the last few weeks that Derek Carr probably isn't going to be a part of that. Um, with, and, and, and look, I, I want to be very clear, TC. He didn't do himself any favors. Um, I think the game on Sunday against the Steelers is as bad as he's played at any point, or Saturday rather, mm-hmm. as bad as he's played at any point in his career. He, he they, they have not. He's not helped his case at all to stick around long term. Um, but I think, you know, especially when Devonta Adams spoke that there's, and with a number of guys in the locker room as well, there's an understanding that Derek Carr was the face of this franchise for nine years, right? And that wasn't easy. It's what had been easy to represent the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, in that span. When you talk about the, the, the turnover at the head coaching position, you talk about the turnover at coordinator, all the issues, the distractions off the field, the issues, uh, in the, in the front office with the, with the, with the culture in the front office. Uh, with, with everything he endured last season, he, uh, I think, for the most part, um, during his time in Las Vegas, has re- or with the franchise, has represented with a, represented it with a lot of dignity. Um, and with that being said, definitely kind of a sad tone and tenor um, that that chapter is likely going to be closed. So, yeah, to answer your original question, uh, it, it would seem like it, it, it's the end of an era. Obviously, things can happen, right? It was supposed to be the end of the Jimmy Garoppolo era in San Francisco, uh, and we know how that went. It was not the end of the Jimmy Garoppolo era. So things still need to happen, but in terms of reading kind of the tea leaves today and reading in between the lines, it feels like this new regime, um, this new brass is going to move forward with a different quarterback. Derek Carr was not in the building today. He was not present at practice, uh, and it will be away from the team um, the rest of the season. So, uh, yeah, the end of an era, TC, and, and, and I guess we, we now wait and see how this this front office and coaching staff wants to play these things out moving forward. You mentioned talking to Devontae Adams today, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, he has said this before, and we knew this, that he came to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr, and Devontae Adams also believed that the Raiders were kind of on the upswing here, and he figured, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to my family, you know, they're in Fresno, and hey, this is a, you know, seems 
to be uh, an organization or a team that's on the rise, and it has been anything but that for Devontae Adams. You go back, Sam, Devontae Adams never won only six games in his tenure with the Green Bay Packers, so it's been a very disappointing season for him. We saw games from him numerous times this year where he only caught you know, two balls on Saturday night, two balls for 15 yeah, yards. So yeah. you know the frustrations there. We've seen the frustration from him, uh, you know, on the field, off the field, uh, you know, in the facility there. And then now to get this news, uh, today that, okay, his quarterback, the reason why he came here is now probably played his last game as a Raider. What do you sense? This means for Devontae Adams. Do you think that he may position himself to maybe move elsewhere? Uh, yeah, I think that could be a possibility, TC. He was very coy about his future as it pertains um, to moving forward uh, today. And, and understandably so, it's an emotional day. Uh, there's still two games left to play. And, and being that Devontae Adams is the elite all-pro that he is, um, there's a standard that, that he set for himself and uh, it didn't sound like he was going to shut things down for the rest of the season. He wants to go out there and perform and support the young quarterback, Jared Stidham. Uh, that's going to get his opportunity to play here. But I do think um, the Raiders are going to have to find a new quarterback, right? If it's not Derek Carr, it's going to be somebody else. And depending on what that looks like, it would not surprise me if Derek, uh, if Devontae Adams and his agent, uh, you know, try and look around, try and, yep. try and see if they can work with the Raiders to facilitate some things because he didn't come here to, 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 to sign up for a rebuild. This is a guy that is used to being successful, that has played on a perennial, uh, that comes over from a perennial division-winning program where they didn't quite get it done during uh, during Devontae Adams' tenure in in Green Bay, but they were always one of the contenders. And the Raiders have been anything but a a contender this season. Uh, And with that being said, yeah, it would not surprise me one bit if he he looks around a little bit. Now, I do think, uh, depending on what happens with the quarterback market, right, moving forward, T.C., just going to throw some names that are going to be available. Jimmy Garoppolo, who, of course, played with Josh McDaniels. Tom Brady, of course, who played with Josh McDaniels. Let's see what the, the situation in Green Bay looks like with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, this is a guy who has been who's talked about wanting out in the past and has alluded to that. Uh, and maybe they're having a tough year in Green Bay. Maybe there's a trade that works out. And if, if you if you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're going to need a quarterback back. So maybe that's a situation that, both, that works for both parties. Not reporting, just speculating in terms of what the quarterback – market could be look like the Raiders depending on how these last couple games go could also be in the in the market for a a, a top 10 top 7 top 8 draft pick which would position them to draft uh, a CJ Stroud or somebody like that now would Devontae Adams want to play with a rookie quarterback when he's in his prime unlikely but uh, I think it's worth from his standpoint just kind of seeing how the dust settles and where things go before he makes any decisions but no question no question about it TC definitely a somber um, tenor to his very brief press conference uh, today in front of his locker, uh, and that's just kind of the tone around the building uh, in general. Not what anybody signed up for, not what anybody expected at the beginning of the season, and, and now uh, the future of this organization and potentially key pieces within the organization looks drastically different. And Josh Jacobs is another you know key here. We've been talking about Josh Jacobs a lot all season long, Okay, playing without a contract for next year. Uh, what's going to happen to Josh Jacobs? It almost begs the question here. It's like, okay, if they're going to shut Derek Carr down. Well, would, do you do that maybe with Josh Jacobs as well too? But I don't, th- you know, you don't have the luxury really to do that because it's not like you have a lot of healthy running backs behind Josh Jacobs. But here's another guy that that you know probably has played, you know, his his you know, well after you know the two games remaining this season could be done as a Raider as well too. Certainly could be TC, and, and he, you know, he touched on kind of his situation as well as their car situation in in a brief, I would say six or seven minute news conference in front of his locker with media as well, uh, more or less. Uh, you know, under, just speaking about the business of it, I think that the Derek Carr uh, benching reflects that this this is a business. This is the nature of the business in the NFL, and he knows that too by not having his fifth year option picked up. Now, he did say he wants to be here moving forward, a little bit different of a tenor than he had after the game on Saturday. And you you have to, you know, there was some emotion there. Uh, it's certainly that and that's to be expected given how the season has gone. But we're going to have to see because if the Raiders decide to move on from Derek Carr. Uh, and it, you can also move on from Josh Jacobs and, and have a lot of cap space to play with and to get creative with and how you want to build out this roster. I, I think, TC, from a talent standpoint, um, yes, the Raiders are 6-9 are and nine or whatever it is, uh, but that was not the expectation. This was not a, a Super Bowl-caliber roster by any means, uh, but I don't think it's, it's quite as far off as maybe the 6-9 and nine record suggests. Definitely need some improvement 
on defense and, and, and some, some shoring up across the, the offensive line. But, but this was a team uh, that made the playoffs last year that still has technically a number of, uh, you know, all pro first team, all pro caliber players on the roster and, and has young players that are developing as well. So if, if Josh Jacobs moves on, if the Raiders do not bring him back, you're going to have more cap space to play with. And, and now the onus shifts to Josh McDaniels uh, and Dave Ziegler, right? This is the situation that they've created. This, this entire thing is a byproduct of, of their collective decision-making. And then uh, in a lot of ways, right, how McDaniels has handled this team, right? Five blown uh, halftime leads, the, 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 the two and three score leads um, that this team has blown throughout the course of the season is why they're in this position, right? Derek Carr certainly played a part in that. His play, definitely not to the standard that he has set uh, in years past. But when you blow that many leads, there's a coaching element to that too. And, and I have to wonder... Uh, if it's coincidence or not, PC, that, that Derek Carr plays the worst year of his career uh, under Josh McDaniels, who, of course, as we know, failed as a head coach in Denver. So they, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler now have a lot to prove. You, ha- you have defectively, you effectively, by, by doing this, if and when they do indeed move on from Derek Carr for good, you are, you are completely changing the, 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 the trajectory of this franchise, who the face of this franchise is. And they better have a contingency plan uh, in place in order to turn this thing around because Mark Davis at, at the introductory press conference with those two gentlemen said this is not a rebuild. So if this turns into a rebuild, then he would be reneging on the expectation that he set. The onus is now on McDaniels and Ziegler. Uh, if you bench and car to piece this thing together and build a, uh, a, a contender in a way that's sustainable, that they have talked on the record numerous times that that is the goal. We'll see how they'll build that out now, possibly without Derek Carr, without Josh Jacobs, and maybe without Devontae Adams moving forward. Final thing here on the Raiders with Sam Gordon, Las Vegas Review Journal there at the Raiders facility, uh, talking about uh, the news that the Raiders have shut down Derek Carr for the remainder of this season. Sam, do you get the feeling with the Carr news today and also the news that Chandler Jones and Denzel Perryman are on IR, so they're done for the season as well too? Being around these players today, do you get the feeling that, okay, this is like the morale and everything is just kind of down? How do you expect them to react against the two best teams in football that they're facing the next uh, two games here, starting Sunday with the Niners? Yeah, that's a great question, PC, is, is, is the, mora- the, 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 the morale standpoint. Um, I, I, look, you're, you're throwing an inexperienced quarterback in there against, like you, you just nailed it, the two best teams in the NFL. I think when it comes specifically to San Francisco, uh, not only are they the best team, but they have the best defense. It's a roster stacked with pro bowlers, with speed, with pass rush, with, with everything you can think of that you want a, a defense in 2022 to have, they have. So I think if, if they get behind the eight ball in the early goings, it would not surprise me if, 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 if this gets really ugly uh, really fast. I, I think when you have, again, the number, there, there's a human element to this, right? When you have the, the number of close losses and with the way that the Raiders, not just that they failed this season, but the manner with which they have failed. Now you're benching the face of the franchise and he's not even in the building anymore. Uh, and you're playing the two best teams in the league. I think there may be, there's a, there's a human element that comes into play at a certain point. So that's, that's what I, that's what I'm, I could, I'm seeing right now, what I'm sensing right now. I'm not suggesting that, that, I'm not predicting a blowout per se, but I do think it could get ugly if the Raiders get to get off to a slow start and that San Francisco running game gets rolling and that, and that defense is firing on all cylinders. And then, like you mentioned, you've got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And, and, and again, these are still, at this point of the season, TC, very significant games for both of those teams, right? Like right. San Francisco needs to come in here and handle business. They are in, a, in the mix still uh, for the two seed in the NFC that they want, and Kansas City still in the mix for the one seed. That nothing has been solidified. I think they're going to get two outstanding efforts from both those teams. Uh, and with the experienced Pro Bowl, former Pro Bowl quarterback and Derek Carr and all the support that you've had and everything that they've been building to this point, they can't put bad teams away, guaranteed, week to week. So I do think there's a possibility of it getting ugly, but who knows? Maybe they rally around Jared Stidham, and, and he plays fantastic, and, and, and the, the, the Legion Stadium crowd has one more thing um, to cheer for and what's been a really disappointing season. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily see that happening. Uh, but you never know, and we'll, we're going to find out collectively on Sunday. But definitely in terms of the mood and the atmosphere, um, it, it, not quite different from anything I've, I've experienced 
in covering the Raiders here, the, the, the three years in Las Vegas, uh, it, it does feel like an end of an era, and maybe that gets re- maybe that's reflected in, in how they perform on it, Sunday. It's been a crazy past couple of years, going back to the, uh, last year and this year, uh, covering the Raider, Raiders. We can all agree upon that. All right, Sam Gordon, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Again, I mentioned uh, Sam did a great piece on new UNLV uh, head football coach Barry Oden. We got a chance to talk with Barry last week. Uh, Sam, real quick, I was very just curious about uh, your takeaway uh, from talking to Barry, and I know you dove into a whole bunch of stuff, but real quick, what were your takeaways? What were you impressed uh, uh, most about him? Yeah, I mean, I, I think my takeaways, TC, are um, the, the experience factor I think is crucial. This is a guy who, who's had a, worn a number of different hats uh, in his football career, both as, both in, as a player and, and as a coach, and I think that gives him a, a variety of perspectives. You're talking about a guy that's been a head coach in the SEC, that's been a defensive coordinator at two different schools, uh, in the SEC, and that now is taking away what he's experienced in bringing that uh, to UNLV. You take a look at the staff he's already putting together. There's a lot of experience, and, and he's looking at this as a as a kind of a win now situation too. I've, I've, I've been I was really um, just I'm impressed with how aggressive he has been in, in in building and fortifying relationships locally. We know the previous coaching staff uh, didn't necessarily do that, so I think there's an understanding that he has of the community nature. Uh, of the UNLV football program or the goal that he has in terms of building this um, to be a community thing. And, and and just the way he seems to manage his teams right now, we're going to have to get into the spring and in the fall to really get a feel for that. But based on people I've talked to uh, around Barry Odom and reporting out the story, uh, there, there's a fine balance there of, of, of authority, but also letting players figure things out on their own, right? There's a, there's, there's an X, there's a balance. He coaches his teams uh, to be tough. Uh, he coaches his teams to be accountable, but he also lets, the players and the leaders uh, have a voice and, and have their role. So, uh, it, it, so look, it, 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 it probably, we probably say this every single time that there's a coaching hire, but it really feels like uh, this is somebody with a plan uh, that has experience and that's ready to get this thing uh, rolling in short order. What does that mean at UNLV? I'm not necessarily sure because there's never been sustained success before. I think he knows that. But he also is a guy that played uh, for the first Missouri Bowl team in like 14 or 15 years. He, when he went to the University of Missouri, they were in a drought. They were struggling a lot like UNLV, and they were struggling in a big-time league. So uh, at a school where there's more emphasis and more resources put behind sports, and he helped that thing uh, turn around and reach a couple bowl games as a player. So it's not unfamiliar territory for him. I don't think there's a position or a hat that he hasn't worn, and I think um, as a whole that gives him great perspective coming into UNLV, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he wants to build out this program uh, in the image of him, him and his coaching staff moving forward. And we know that the last week he's trying to fill out his staff. He made a, a big hire on offensive coordinator, hiring Bobby Petrino. We know that. Big splash there. But, mm-hmm. Sam, I, what's interesting to me is he hasn't hired a defensive coordinator yet. And that would yeah, be one of the yeah. first hires. So real quick, do you think that that is something, okay, well, he's kind of basically taken over the defense himself, but he's made eight hires, but not a DC yet. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes to signal how much confidence he has. Um, you know, I, I, I we do, we, we will see a DC, whether that DC calls the defensive plays or not. I'm not sure, but it, it goes to show you that, that with Barry Odom as the head coach, he has a lot of the confidence in the defense that he's going to be able to build out as the head coach and will fill his coaching staff out accordingly. So again, not quite sure yet whether he's going to call the defensive signals, but he's done it in the past. We know, we know he's done it at multiple stops uh, in the SEC and, and, and again, a wealth of coaching experience that him and his staff uh, bring to a program that they're not viewing as a rebuild, that athletic dir- director Eric Harper's not building as a rebuild and with an opportunity with a foundation of good players in place, uh, most notably the quarterback, Doug Brumfield, who was bought in uh, to, to what Coach Odom has brought to the table and, and, and is a great you know building block for him to have as a first-year coach at UNLV. Yeah, like you said, we don't know how it's going to work out, but the hire does feel good, as good as it could be considering where this program has been. And you do get a former head coach uh, and a high-profile defensive coordinator from SEC school. So, uh, again, you know he, he, he seems like a great guy talking with him. Uh, we wish him the best. Sam, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks for the uh, live Raider report uh, as well, brother. So we we'll appreciate you. Nope. We'll talk to you soon. No doubt, DC. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon as well. Take there care. it is. All right, Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Talking a little Raiders and the in the situation there today that we uh, talked about from the beginning of the show. The breaking news with the Raiders a benching of Derek Carr for the final two games. Derek Carr not only being benched by the Raiders, but is not going to be around the team. Is not around the team uh, the rest of this week. It'll be interesting to see if Derek Carr is on the sideline uh, Sunday. 
And you got to believe that he would be still. It's going to be probably in street clothes. You know, Matt Ryan was benched for the Colts going into Monday night's football game. Matt Ryan didn't even dress. And sure enough, we saw just plenty of those shots. If Derek Carr is going to be in the building on the sideline, you know the, the camera shots are going to be a plenty uh, showing him and all that. And that's exactly what Josh McDaniels doesn't want. And that's why he's told Derek, hey, just stay away. We don't want to have the media circus. We don't have any of that type of activity here. So not a surprise. So, again, it just doesn't go to, hey, we're, Derek Carr is going to be benched because we want to look at some other guys. No, it's about Derek Carr for his lack of performance this year and knowing that he could take a huge cap hit if he plays this the, these two games and gets hurt in either one of these games that it'll cost the Raiders $32 million, and they're not sure that they want to move forward with Derek Carr as their quarterback of the future. So new regime, again, no uh, allegiance there from Josh McDaniel, Dave Ziegler, or those two guys with Derek Carr. So you could see that, yes, this is more than just getting a look at Jared Stidham because more than likely he's not going to be the Raider quarterback unless he just plays fantastic the next two weeks against San Francisco in Kansas City. But the Raiders are going to look at quarterbacks through the draft. They're going to look at free agent quarterbacks. And again, I'm not one of these guys that likes to play conspiracy theory. And of course, people bringing up Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Listen, before you start bringing that up, you got to look at the reality of the situation. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both are on downward spirals. They're on the downside of their careers, and that is has not been more evident with both of these guys. Brady, obviously, but Rodgers as well, too. And to think that the Raiders would entertain, and maybe they are, but it'd be, it'd be pretty foolish to think about bringing Brady or Rodgers in for, what, one year? Two years? I mean, Brady's done. He's 45. I think Aaron's got two you of them. But he's not... But it gives you somebody to train. But, but that's, does he want us, uh, to be a stopgap? Uh, does he even want to play? You got to remember, his desire for football is not the same as it was before. And it's never been real high, I can tell you. So uh, before you start throwing in, and then the, the, the main thing I want to make, the main point I want to make here is you're going to pay those guys a ton of money for being a short-term quarterback, if that's what you're thinking. And you're not electing to pay Derek Carr, who has more longevity, maybe not success, but more longevity, is only nine years in the league, compared to Brady, who's been in the league for 20 years, and in Rodgers for 17. So, yeah, just it's it's crazy to think about that. All right, I want to thank Sam Gordon for joining us from the Raiders facility, talking about that situation. Trevor Maddich from ESPN, college football playoffs uh, on Saturday, and, of course, a big seven-footer with the nonsense that he brought today from cowboys and horses and westerns and sci-fi in me in 2023 there you go hopefully you enjoyed it i don't know in a little bit of nba basketball all good stuff love my friends love my brothers love our guests here if you miss any part of the show go to the website tcmartinshow.com and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast always available wherever you get your podcast Check it out at T.C. Martin Show. All right. uh, We will catch you again tomorrow. A thunderous Thursday edition. Plenty on tap tomorrow. We'll catch you tomorrow at 2.